And again, no physical therapy, no resources, just you're definitely not going to have children. Your other tube is completely scarred. But, you know, again, I was born a happy kid. Like, I'm, a, I'm an optimist. The cup for me is always half full. When it came to eating and dieting, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I interviewed over a thousand women and I said, what did you do? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What did you eat? How'd you do it? If you want to learn how to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting, burn fat, and break the bondage of food, then this podcast is for you. I'm Chantel Ray, author of Waste Away, The Chantel Ray Way. And each week I have different guests answering your questions. Remember, the thoughts and opinions in this This podcast do not constitute medical advice. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode, and I'm so excited for today's guest. She is an integrative medicine health coach, and she's the author of multiple books, and I just had the pleasure of reading her newest book, The Gut Wellness Guide, and it was an amazing resource, and the funniest thing is, is the cover. You guys have to get this book just to feel the cover. You literally will be like, oh my gosh, it's the nicest, softest cover I've ever seen, and the book is amazing. Please welcome to this show, Allison Post, to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Well, what I love about you is that you have been very transparent and letting people know that you were suffering from psoriasis and inflammation and all your blood tests would come back normal by conventional medical standards. And now you've kind of healed yourself. Talk about your own wellness journey with us and how it led to you to develop your wellness coaching brand and your gut wellness course. Sure. So psoriasis was the least of my problems, actually. Um, It runs in my family. It's a genetic strain. And as you know, um, being a coach, what you come in with can be triggered by so many different events. So even if the event that triggers your psoriasis or your thyroid problems has nothing to do with that, it's stress, it's trauma, Um, developmental issues, even bullying, you know, there are so many things that happen to us as children, as teenagers, and as adults that bring on a panoply of the symptoms. So my my psoriasis didn't really start, and it's so mild, um, until much later, but what actually happened to me was I was a teenager and I had an IUD, which was an intrauterine device to prevent pregnancy. Um, And the first year that I had it, I was in my late teens, and it didn't feel right, and I didn't know why, and I kept getting infections, and I would go to the doctor, and my blood tests were great, and I felt, you know, not well. I was fatigued. I was getting bloated. I just wasn't well. My skin, like things were not working in my body like they had been. And the doctor would kind of shrug his shoulders and say I was normal, but he'd give me an antibiotic. So, you know, I have to say I'm 63 and in the 60s and 70s, antibiotics were candy. So I was brought up on antibiotics and here they were like, oh, an infection for a young girl, that's normal. Here is an antibiotic. And finally, at 19, when I was in college, after my first semester, I was on vacation and I collapsed in pain. Um, 
And I knew without a question of a doubt that this device had to come out of my body. And they kind of didn't agree with me, but I had it taken out. And two weeks later, when I went back to college for my second semester, again, I was writhing in pain and I was taken to the infirmary where I spent three days in a delirium. Mm. My fever reached over 104. I don't even remember a lot of it. And they took me to the hospital and there, they hooked me up to IV antibiotics for five weeks. And I stayed in the hospital. They basically said my organs were shutting down. I was losing my hair. I was a mess. Um, and they saved my life. So Western medicine, such a lifesaver. I would not be here without them. But in the hospital, they didn't really have a lot to tell me because they took down the infection and the inflammation. They didn't really know what happened internally to me. They just said probably that I had a lot of scarring and it was probably from that intrauterine device. But that device was still on the market, right? It turned out that a few years later, it was taken off the market. It, it took the lives of 18 women. Wow. Millions of women were not able to bear children or had really, and I've seen a lot of these women over the years. Mm. They know that that was my problem. Um, it just created incredible scarring in the pelvis, on the bowels, and you know, scar tissue, if the infection isn't attended to, proliferates. So you really never know, kind of like with endometriosis, sometimes they'll find it in other areas, it is a bear. So they had no resources for me when I left the hospital, except to say, good luck, and we think you'll probably be back to visit us because we don't really know what happened to you. And I, I couldn't accept that. I was 19 years old. And even though I had half or a third of the hair I have right now, um, and I was overweight, bloated, brain fog, fatigued, I just thought, no way. I'm a love bug. I'm a joy bubble. I want my life, you know, I want to sing. And so my college was offering a yoga class. And I thought, well, okay. You know, I was more of a tennis player and a dancer, but I went for it. And I have to say it was the first time in a long time that I could breathe. You know, like I had to force myself to use my diaphragm as a singer for a while there. But here I was in yoga class realizing, oh my God, I'm actually a whole body. I'm not only my pain, I'm not only my fatigue. And so, you know, I've actually been practicing it for over 40 years. And it just took me on a journey to discover why it made me feel so good and why Western medicine had had nothing to offer me. No physical therapy, no recovery, no nutritional therapy. Um, so I started looking into everything because it didn't solve all of my problems and I did get married and lo and behold, they told me I would never get pregnant. I got pregnant. Wow. So again, I thought Western medicine, man, you know, I'm glad they save our lives, but they're not the be all and end all. And so I had an ectopic pregnancy because I had so much scarring that of course it couldn't come to fruition. 
condition. So I had a surgery lucky for me and they opened me up and thought and said, Oh my God, they had never seen so much scar tissue. Luckily they cleaned some of it up and, um, I left there on a mission. Like I was not, I was in pain. And again, no physical therapy, no resources, just you're definitely not going to have children. Your other tube is completely scarred. But you know, again, I was born a happy kid. Like I'm a, I'm an optimist. The cup for me is always half full. And even though I had a lot of times that I got really depressed and down, and I think we all need to grieve, especially when I really got it that I wasn't going to have children. Luckily, I work with them now. Um, I just thought, let myself grieve, let it move through, but what am I going to do? So I just started studying everything, anatomy, physiology. I even ended up going to acupuncture school for a year. I studied every kind of Asian body work, went to Thailand, studied Thai massage, shiatsu, you name it, I did it. And I deeply studied nutrition and I started to understand that we were all very individual people um, and that we had to specialize. We couldn't follow the diets that we learned we should follow when we were teenagers that just took off a lot of weight and then you gained it all back. And basically I just continued to study and my husband, bless him, um, he would, became my partner in crime. You know, he studied alongside me. He's basically like a history nerd um, and a really good writer, thank goodness, because that's why the book reads so well. But he just started to study everything with me, research everything, and we worked on each other as body workers. And we were into fitness and all of it. And so we developed... The, our form of gut wellness and also at, we were talking about the gut because of the second brain, you know, 20 years ago, um, people thought we were a little crazy taking probiotics, eating the kind of food we were eating, organic, you know, I was eating organic food from co food co-ops in college, you know, wow. so so I was bringing that kind of thing along with me as my husband was. And we, you know, we just did a lot of hiking. We were into nature and we wanted to educate people. So we started teaching and, and we studied visceral work. I studied craniosacral therapy, which is my love, which is the modality I use for the belly and for the body when people come to see me. Um, and we took what we learned from Taoist abdominal massage, Chinate Song, and visceral massage, and we just did it according to the audience we got. We began to see so much trauma, so much confusion, so much hypervigilance in our world that we wanted to slow everything down. Not always go in there and fix because a lot of body work does that too. Let's just, you know, iron that out. It's like, what's really happening here? What's the history of the person? What's the genetics? What happened in childhood? And what can we do to really frame and collaborate with the person so we don't only get them feeling better, but 
teaching them how to do it for themselves. And we got, that's where Unwinding the Belly came, our first book. And then this book, we wanted to educate people easily, friendly-like for their microbiome because most people don't understand what it is. Yes, and yeah, for sure. I love the quote that Hippocrates said, all disease begins in the gut. And it's just so common for everyone to you know, overlook the health of our gut, even though it contains so many more times health determining bacteria than the rest of our body. And it protects us from infection and metabolism. And that's how we have, you know, good elimination and good digestion. So talk to us about how do you tie psoriasis with your gut? And what are some practical ways to get rid of psoriasis that you have found. Okay, so let's do this in a, in a slow fashion because getting rid of is something that everybody wants to do. Curing is something everybody wants to do. What we, 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 we wanna give that up. We wanna understand that once we've evidenced some kind of an autoimmune disease or condition, I don't like to really call things diseases, some things express themselves for a reason. And if we attend to our gut, because our gut has a very permeable thin membrane around it, the small intestine, you eat your food and it, it when it gets to the small intestine, it needs to assimilate the nutrients and then spread the good news to the rest of the body, right? So it needs a permeable membrane. We don't want it to, to not allow things to move into the system. But if that membrane gets too permeable, which happens a lot if the bacteria is out of balance, if we have infections, parasites, fungi, we've traveled somewhere and we've gotten things that don't belong in there, the membrane, the cellular junctions kind of open up and things go into the bloodstream and into the system that don't belong there and the body has an autoimmune response. And depending on your genetics and your particular body, you might get rheumatoid arthritis, you might get psoriasis, you might get Hashimoto's thyroiditis. You know, you're an individual. So how do we cure it? We repair the gut. We, we understand we might have a leaky gut, which is, you know, the, the, everybody talks about these things now, but a leaky gut only means that we need some reparation. We need to slow down inflammation. We need to start looking at what our diet is, um, what our stress levels are. Because I think stress is the number one problem, actually. Um, and that makes us grab for the self-soothing foods that might be creating problems in our gut. But we need to look at what is in our gut. Test, not guess, right? We need a comprehensive stool test. We might need a, a cortisol saliva test to see where what's happening on that membrane and how can we attend to it? And once we find out what's going on there, we start to balance the bacteria. We can first, right? We might have to kind of encourage certain of those bacteria to move out and then balance the bacteria. And then we're looking at repairing with things like bone broth, glutamine, 
You know, there are really good nutrients that, you know, I don't want to talk about too much because, again, we're so individual that I would never want to give a prescription, and I'm not a doctor, um, but I could recommend that you think about all these beautiful foods that will strengthen the gut and all the inflammatory foods that you might want to let go of. Um, and we know when we're, we feel our bodies. That's another thing that will really help you. Like you eat something, slow it down, chew it, swallow it, and feel what it feels in your system. Feel what it feels like an hour later. Feel what you feel like in the beautiful bowel movement that you're hopefully looking at the next morning. We can repair these things by attuning to ourselves. And then there are all sorts of herbal um, protocols, homeopathic protocols. For instance, as I was telling you before, my mom had psoriasis and it was raging when she was older and they wanted to put her in a box and radiate her. And so I spoke to a homeopath and he suggested that I give her a sulfur remedy, which was good, which is kind of the skin remedy extraordinaire. And there are these little pills, sugar pills, basically, or, or non-sugar pills. They're just little pills that kind of like treats like in a very, very distilled way. And for the first time since she was in her 20s and she was in her 80s, she got rid of her psoriasis in a few months and she never had it again. She also lived with me, so she was eating a beautiful diet and I was attending to her. So there's a combination of all of these beautiful things, diet, reducing stress, the right exercise for you, the best sleep you could possibly have, and then working with somebody that can help you and collaborate with you to find out who you are and what would be best to kind of heal your gut, because you can. Now, there is an article online. It's called The Treatment of Psoriasis with an Organic Sulfur Compound. It's very difficult to read because it's written by a guy named Francis Thurman, MD, and it's very, like, medical. So you, you have to kind of read through it, but that might be something if our listeners want to read it. But talk to us about that, that sulfur pill. Where did you get that from? It's at Whole Foods. It's, you know, they, there's remedies, homeopathic remedies at Whole Foods or at your local health food store. You know, I do recommend a homeopath because you have a certain constitution, um, but you can talk to somebody. And I, I found that through a homeopath who also recommended that I go to CVS and get organic sulfur and mix it in a lotion actually and i made a, lo a topical lotion but the the simplicity of that remedy worked much more and it was perfect for my mother um and i have now and then had a sneaky teeny bit of it and it works for me it's my genetics but it, these are never th things that we can say are going to be across the board patent things. I'm such an individual practitioner. Everybody is so different. So I recommend that you find somebody to work with so you can find out just what's perfect for you. That's why awesome. we go inside and feel ourselves. That's what our unwinding program is about. It's like, how does your breath tell you who you are? 
How does touching into your belly, into your tissues, listening to your heartbeat, feeling yourself as a whole body so that you can actually feel the inherent health that's your birthright. You know, you really are a healthy being if you tap into what's there in a full holistic sense. Mm, yes, I love it. Well, let's, um, before we jump into our listener questions, I always like to ask, to walk me through in a day, day in the life of Allison, like what did you eat yesterday? And are there any foods for you that you completely avoid? And if so, why? Um, well, first of all, I don't eat for 12 to 14 hours a day because for me, it's personally, it's a real beautiful rest. I usually finish eating about six o'clock at night and I don't eat until about eight o'clock the next morning. I don't know if you would consider that intermittent fasting um, because I do have a long period of time. I eat three meals a day. I'm an, uh, a breakfast lover and I'm a variety lover. I never eat the same thing every day. Sometimes I eat eggs and toast with some spinach. Sometimes I make a smoothie with blueberries and kale and some hemp protein powder. Um, lunch is usually four hours later and I have salads and, and um, I like to balance my proteins and my carbohydrates. Um, and you know fats and i use i eat i'm more of a pescatarian more of a mediterranean diet type person i'm not big on meat but sometimes my body says you should have a lamb chop and i have it you know and i use a lot of bone broth and make a lot of soups in the winter that's my lunch with quinoa um i don't eat gluten at all that's a that's n never passes my mouth. Um, and I do not eat sugar, white sugar. And at dinner, it, I have a smaller dinner, um, but usually again, protein, fat, carb, but vegetables are my favorite things. Like 60 to 65 to 70% of my day is vegetables, every color of the rainbow um, and every combination. And squash and sweet potatoes. These are like superfoods to me. Um, I could have a whole head of kale with a sweet potato and then put some protein powder um, in, you know, because sometimes I'm just not in the mood for a protein, but I make sure I have some protein. Um, so I love to eat, by the way. Um, and I make really fun yummies. Like people say, what do you mean? don't eat sugar. It's like, don't eat sugar, it's poison. It robs your body of nutrients in order to metabolize it. But sweets, a good fresh fig, or taking some coconut cream with cacao, organic cacao powder, and putting some yakin syrup in it. Have you ever tried yakin syrup? I haven't, I have to try that. Y-A-C-O-N, and it's a prebiotic, low glycemic, it is delicious. It almost tastes like flat strap molasses or maple syrup. And I whip it up and make a chocolate mousse. So mm -hmm. I am not anti have fun with your food. I'm always trying to think of things that people don't have to actually give up anything. They just have to shift to understand what foods would be healthier for them. What other sugar substitutes do you recommend besides that yakin syrup? Like, do you have coconut sugar? 
I don't really do a lot of coconut sugar. It's a little, you know, now and then if there's a special, you know, I think it's called human. There's this chocolate bar that I'm just crazy about. Um, I might have a little bit, but mostly I might have a little bit of honey um, because I think it's, you know, has some nutrients in it and it's good for you in many ways. I actually like to put it on my face. Um, but um um, but usually, you know, fruit. I don't use fruit juice ever because it's too concentrated. I like to keep the glycemic level low. And then the treat when it happens is just heaven. Um, but that yak and syrup is my, yak and syrup and honey are my kind of go-tos. And then fresh fruit. I mean, how could you not like your seasonal fruits? They are so delicious. I'm so excited that my second edition book came out and I've added a ton of new content with actual transcripts from a bunch of thin eaters that I interviewed. Go to Amazon or go to ChantelRayWay.com and you'll get a bunch of free gifts when you buy the book. We also have a new video course featuring all the thin eaters coming out. So go to ChantelRayWay.com for more. If you're wanting to take yourself to the next level, everyone needs a coach. Every professional player has a coach. We wanna come alongside you and help you in your journey. Go to ChantelRayWay.com slash coaching. Now back to the show. Yes. Well, if you're eating from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., you are doing intermittent fasting. You're just doing a 10-hour window. So you're doing a 10-hour eating window. And when you're doing intermittent fasting, we usually suggest that you do eight hours or less. Um, That has the most benefit because you are allowing your body to rest for a longer period of time. And so you're not dealing with digesting quite as much, but it's still better than someone who wakes up at you know, 6 a.m. and they start to eat and then they're eating all the way until 10 p.m. and not allowing the body to rest as much. So let's jump right into the listener questions. This first one is from Ginny in Texas. I've been having premenstrual, premenopausal symptoms, mood swings, hot flashes, very irregular periods. I also have very swollen joints that are painful along with stiff joints. I've been diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis recently, and I've actually heard that premature menopause can actually be caused by this. Is this true? I'm only 39, so I feel like this is super early to be experiencing all of this. I'm not ready to deal with arthritis and menopause all at the same time. Ginny in Texas. Hi, Ginny. Wow, that's a lot for you. Um, First of all, as females, after 35, um, some of the best herbalists and acupuncturists and uh, complementary medicine people will say, we really go into perimenopause at 36 or 37. So already our hormones are shifting. Um, And rheumatoid arthritis, because it's an autoimmune problem, right? Um, We need to look at the health of the gut because if the gut isn't happy, it's going to be bringing things into the system that's going to make the system inflamed, which means also that the neurotransmitters from our gut to our brain are going to cause anxiety and maybe depression. The hormones are going to not be happy. They're going to be off. So, yes, it can cause problems, but it doesn't have to. 
There's a fabulous book that I want to recommend to you. I will recommend my book, of course. Um, but um, I have a teacher, Keisha Ewers, who wrote a book called Solving the Autoimmune Puzzle. And she had rheumatoid arthritis, which was her journey. Uh, and she has she's been a wonderful health coaching teacher for me because we do first look at the cortisol. We look at the stress levels. I cannot underline enough that our world, Ginny, is hypervigilant land. We're either so feeling that there's a lion on our tail at all times. We're up too many hours. We're on devices for too long. We have, we're holding all of these trays at once, children, husbands. We have jobs where we might not be, be treated with respect. We have situations where we're bullied. We're not sleeping well. And so that in a, alone, even without a diet problem, will increase the permeability of your gut. Stress, 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 number one thing that I want you to understand is gonna ca cause ill health. So let's look at your stress levels, Ginny, and let's have some education, not what the doctors are telling you, although you will be under their care, and I would never take you away from that, but can you do some reading and research in, in the health coaching field, in the functional medicine field about why they think arthritis is a problem and what you can do to help yourself with your gut and with the health of your whole body. Mm. So good. It's so good. It's so true. And the thing is, is that we all are in such you, like you said, it's just like you sometimes you just don't even know how to get yourself out of it because you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, well, you know, you might have a stressful job. And so you're like, well, my job is so stressful. And then you're like, but I have to eat. I have to get paid, you know, and it's just like a vicious cycle for sure. There are so many skills that you can learn no matter what your situation is, because honestly, a lot of times we can't change our situation. And I really understand that. I'm not telling you to quit your job if it's too stressful, mm -hmm. but how can we the stress. Another reason why we, we even made our book into an online program with video and audio, because we want to teach people that they can use their breath. They can, in the morning, they don't even have to get out of bed. They can actually breathe, slow it all down and get themselves to learn the pace that will best serve them. Then they will be less reactive. They will be less like available to be put into that lion on my tail or that overwhelm where your body starts to shut down and can't even function. Because you know, when the lion is chasing the gazelle, eventually the gazelle's like, oh my God, that lion's gonna outrun me. And it just collapses and plays dead. And your system does the same. If it's too much, you're not only becoming hypervigilant, which means you are shunting your energy to your arms and your legs and you are not digesting. You can't, you have to run, fight or flee. But if you can't fight or flee and you're stuck, you just collapse, you get overwhelmed. And then there's really starts to be serious problems. So again, for me, my whole thing is about how do we reduce the stress? What's really going on? And is there somebody in your life 
that can ask, listen, and love you. Because we all need that. We need somebody to ask us who we are, what our problems are, and to really, really listen, not according to our protocol or how we're going to treat them or get them out of our office quickly, but really, what's their history? What, why, why, why the rheumatoid arthritis? What happened? How can we put this picture together? And then how can we have self-love as well as love coming to us so that we can heal these things. All right. This next one is from Hannah in Dover. I've been getting really bad cramps and feel terrible lately every time I eat anything with gluten. I decided to start cutting it out of my diet, and I've noticed a little bit of a change. Is there any treatment for this? I know there are people who are lactose intolerant. They can take things like lactate whenever they have dairy. Is there something like that for people with gluten? And is there anything that you recommend for dairy allergies? Hannah in Dover. Hi, Hannah. Um, wow. First of all, as you heard before, I don't go near gluten myself. I don't think it's a good thing to eat. It's a binder and it makes things sticky. Your liver doesn't like dealing with it. It's very hard to digest. And unfortunately, it's in so many things now so that they can have these things, these foods, if you want to call them foods, will have a longer shelf life that it causes inflammation. And I think the best thing to do is to listen to your body. If you eat gluten and you feel that it doesn't serve you, don't eat gluten. It's the same with, and I wouldn't use lactate if I was lactose intolerant. I wouldn't use foods with lactose. I think it's so important to know who we are. There are all these beautiful foods on the planet. We can have, you can have beautiful, fabulous bread that does not have gluten in it. Um, There's so many things you can do. So I would invite you to, to love yourself and to maybe listen to what your body's telling you and to celebrate that when you don't have gluten, a lot of your symptoms go away. But I wouldn't look for something to cure anything or treat anything. Um, I would just say, give it up. Okay. And let me ask you a question. Do you personally eat uh, any dairy? And um, what's your favorite gluten-free bread? Um, I do eat a little goat dairy. I never eat cow dairy. It's just something that, um, I don't know if humans do very well with that, with the way we digest food. Um, but certainly I don't, uh, but I do use some goat's milk. Sometimes I I have goat milk kefir, which seems to my body really enjoys. Sometimes I have some goat cheese. It's not a big part of my diet, but I do have a little bit and enjoy it um and you know i live in northern california in the bay area and we have so many bakeries we actually have a gluten-free bakery near where i live really beautiful fresh gluten-free bread um so but in the supermarket they're usually frozen And what I look for, and I will tell everybody to do this, is the least amount of ingredients in the bread. It shouldn't have more than three or four ingredients. A lot of people tell me they go to Europe 
and I have to admit I'm the same, and they can eat some bread there. Yes. Nothing happens to them. Well, my husband took a bread baking um, workshop in Paris when we were there because one of our book, our first book is actually being translated into French and coming out this fall. And so we visited, it was very exciting. We visited the publisher and he took a we don't eat gluten, but they used four ingredients in their bread. That's it. And they, and they farm their bread, their wheat differently. They don't do additives. So the, the least amount of additives that you can find and experiment, eat the food. That's part of what unwinding teaches you to breathe, to be in your body, to slow it down, to enjoy chewing, enjoy eating your food and seeing how those foods really are responding and nourishing your body. Is there a particular brand that you particularly like? Well, the, the bakery that I go to is Oh, that's right. The bakery, yeah. What's the name of it? Flourcraft. F-L-O-U-R. I think there, it's in San Anselmo. There's one, I think, in Mill Valley. We have a lot of gluten-free bakeries. But, yeah, I mean, I can go to my refrigerator. I also have this other brand, Grindstone Bakery. Um, they use quinoa. Sometimes they use millet. Um, they have really good, very few ingredients, great gluten-free bread. Awesome. I love that. But I do um, love fresh food, I got to say. Whole fresh food. Yummy, yummy. Well, I can tell you I've had so many people tell me about the um, – whole thing about going to Italy and going to France and being able to eat that. And one thing I have not done yet that I keep saying I'm going to do, I went and bought from online. If you go to Amazon, you can buy organic flour that's made in Italy. And I'm going to try it and I'm going to make my own bread. I keep saying I'm going to do it. I haven't done it yet. And then taste it because I can't eat gluten either. I feel awful. But I'm going to make it with like a very sim simple ingredients from, uh, from uh, you know, wheat that's made in Italy and, and it's organic. And I'm just going to see how do I feel when I eat it. But I haven't quite done it yet. But I'll let you know how it goes. Great experiment. All right, next question. This is from Mary in Sioux City, S-I-O-U-X, City. A lot of these places, I didn't do well in geography, and I'm always like, where is this? Um, so <laughs> for the last year, I've had a lot less energy. I feel achy, and I'm irritable a lot. And in general, I feel like there's something off. I went to my doctor. He ran a bunch of blood work, and everything is normal. Do you think I should cut out any food groups out of my diet or see a nutritionist to see if that helps. What else do you suggest? So as you heard with my story and you'll hear with many, many people's story, you can go to the doctor for a long time and your blood test can look pretty good. Um, it takes a long time to develop things that take you out of range, but what you're feeling is you're probably sensitive. I mean, that's my nickname. Miss Sensitiva. And that's a good thing. It's actually a gift. So you're feeling something's off, which means you want to welcome your body to, to talk to you about what can I do to understand what the problem is. So there are things 
you can start on your own like an elimination diet. You can Google elimination diet and you will find that there are hosts of free websites out there that will talk to you about it. Um, you want to look at what we were talking about. How many hours do you not eat and let your body rest? How many hours do you sleep at night? What's your stress levels like? And are you exercising? So the, and are you doing the right exercise? Like I'm 63 and I used to um, be a tennis player and a dancer. And now I walk for 40 minutes every morning good walking. I do resistance training twice a week and I hike once a week for three or four hours. And when we're on vacation, I might hike eight hours a day for a week. But you have to find the things that aren't going to cause that hypervigilant in your body. Sometimes it's just due to stress that you're not feeling so well. So look at all the cornerstones of health, which is stress, sleep, nutrition and exercise. These are really important. And is there any trauma in your background that hasn't really been dealt with? Can you go talk to somebody if there's something that your heart hasn't healed from? Because, you know, your body compensates for that. But, but you can also start experimenting with eliminating foods and then adding them back. Just go on a nice, take one thing out at a time, you know, especially the inflammatory foods, corn, soy, gluten, dairy, you, you know, there are, there are many, many foods that you can also see a list of those. And if you get yourself on a nice anti-inflammatory diet for a couple of weeks, you'll probably feel fabulous. We all need to do that from time to time. And then you can start adding things back one at a time for three or four days. And you might feel like, wow, this is the food that just was not feeling good to me. Awesome. And so do you, so you said you eat goat cheese, but you're fine with goat cheese, just not any um, cow's milk cheese? I don't have anything, a cow's milk, period, end of sentence. I'm not a cow person in general. I think they're sweet. Um, maybe because <laughs> I'm still <in> yoga. <laughs> um, but I... I really, really like Pecorino Romano, which is a sheep cheese. Mm. Um, and so that's something that I usually have in my fridge to sprinkle a little bit on a salad or um, the treat now and then if I have some um, whole grain rice pasta. But, you know, not a lot. But And, yeah, because when even when I eat yogurt, I'm usually going for the coconut yogurt, which I love. Um, there's just so many almond milk yogurt. There's so many varieties of food. And I think a lot of people get into trouble because they eat the same thing all the time, you know, because we like it. It's like people that eat sugar every day, like, wow, your poor body, right? Like variety, variety. Even if you eat kale every day, your body is finally going to go, excuse me, you know, I'm just not having a good time here. Could you give me some spinach or some shard or, you know, so variety is a really good thing. Awesome. This is the last question. Dan in Boulder. I've had constipation, joint pain, eczema, and headaches for years. I thought they were all separate problems, but lately I've heard a lot about leaky gut syndrome. How can I tell if this is the cause of all my problems? Is there a test I can ask my doctor to run? And if I have it, is there a medicine I can take to fix it? Dan in Boulder. 
Well, I'm definitely not the go-to person to ask about medicine um, because what ends up happening is that doctors, you go in with a symptom like constipation or diarrhea, they give you a diagnosis of constipation or IBS, um, and they give you a pill. And you're masking the symptoms of what's really going on. So like I said before, comprehensive stool test. You can find a functional practitioner or a functional or integrative health coach that can give you a test so that you can see exactly what's going on in your gut. And you can really look at um, even a cortisol test will have a separatory IgA very often, which will very often tell you what the lining of your gut is like. But honestly, Dan, I think we all have leaky gut. I think we all have within normal limits, like 20 years ago, it was candida. Well, we're born with candida. We come through the birth canal and we get it. Um, we just want to keep it in balance. We want to keep our, our, you know, SIBO is the new punched up thing. Everybody has SIBO. It's like, well, we all have gases, but how do we keep the bacteria and all the things that live inside of us in balance so that we don't get a condition? So we need to look underneath for those roots. What are our genetics? What kind of situations have we been in? Maybe travel, maybe a, a not a great diet. Maybe we haven't been sleeping well at night for a long time. Maybe we have incredible stress in our marriage or at work, or we have a child that needs a lot of attention. There are so many reasons why we're getting leaky gut. But as I said before, lots of wonderful things that you can do for it. But, but I would really invite you to consider doing those things before taking a pill. Awesome. Well, I am so excited because our guest today, the Gut Wellness Guide, she's giving one away for free. So one lucky listener, if you go to our Facebook page, you can go there and enter to register to win one lucky winner will get one. And you've got to make sure you feel it. It's so soft and it's such a great read. So where can our listeners go to follow you and your work? They can go to my website, which is AllisonPost.com, A-L-L-I-S-O-N. Um, on that page, there's lots of um, interviews with me um, and videos, and there is an Instagram link and a Facebook link that they can follow me on. And also there's a page about my audio video program, which is a really comprehensive guided way for you to understand what this unwinding technique I'm, I'm teaching is that's in the book. And it's very supportive so that you can listen to things that will slow you down and teach you techniques that will help your beautiful belly. Because you are a healthy being. You have the birthright to be healthy. And I welcome you to join me in that health. All right. Well, awesome. Well, go to allisonpost.com and go to our Facebook page and you will be able to possibly win a copy of this amazing book. Thanks so much for joining us, Allison. My pleasure, Chantel. It was so nice to meet you. And if you have a question that you want answered, go to questions at chantelrayway.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. 
Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.